Hello, hello, and welcome back to the world of sport from the eyes of a teenager. And I'm your host, Daniel Middlebrook, and today I'm kicking off the series with my first episode on the NFL. And now this is really exciting for me because I'm a big NFL fan, very big NFL fan. I have been for about four, maybe five, no, about four years now. And um, I'm a Washington fan, so I'm probably going to start talking about the Redskins' name change. And I fully agree with it. I know that I saw this statistic. I I don't know if this is right, but I saw it on Twitter um, by a Redskins reporter. He said that 9 out of 10 um, African Americans and American Indians don't find the name Redskins offensive, but 9 out of 10 white journalists do. And even if those numbers are true, and that's why people think the name shouldn't be changed, that's still 1 in 10 of all the people in America. Well, you know, obviously that was out of like 20,000 or 2,000, I can't remember the number. But that's still a gigantic number of people, if you add it all up together, that find that name offensive. And even though for me, pretty much all the clothes I own are Redskins, which means that I'll have to buy whatever the new name changes, I'll weigh on what I want it to be in a few minutes. But I really do fully believe that racism just can't exist at all, it's just completely disgusting, and the name change has just unraveled a few things about the toxic environment in the Washington Football Club, but I'll talk about that as well a little bit later, and now I'll move on to what I want the name to be called. I really want it to be called Red Wolves, and I know that um, a lot of people are calling, it for, calling for it to be Red Tails, and that looks like it, that's what it's Dan Snyder's. I personally think that a lot of fans and players, Darius Guy said on an Instagram live, I think it was yesterday, I saw someone say, um, that he wants it to be Red Wolves. Kevin Durant, the um, Brooklyn Nets basketball player, um, incredible player, anyway, um, he said that he wanted it to be Red Wolves, he's a, he's a Washington Football Club fan, and other NBA players, and plus, a lot of fans are saying that, I, I personally love it, can you imagine that? The, we're watching the game, everyone's packed in the stadiums, it's third and down, it's third down and ten, crucial in the fourth quarter, and you've got the fans howling. It would be it'd be a bit like the New Orleans Saints Huda 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 Saints. But um I really think that it's something that we can build off plus. It's related to the military. I can't remember the exact thing, I'll try and search it up soon. But um it's ranked it's related to the military it's um it still keeps a bit of that um Indian heritage that um Dan Snyder loves so much and I have to say I, I really think that it'd be the right move. Um I can't think of anything else that the fans have said they really, really, really want. And so Red Wolves is definitely the decision if I was running the team. But now I have to delve into this because it really hurt to hear this as a um, Washington Football Club fan. Um, about 15 different accounts, accounts accounts of sexual assault in the Redskins organisation. And that just can not continue to happen. It's just disgraceful. And I really think it highlights how much Ron Rivera's done in such a short amount of time. He's fired two people who I'm pretty sure... Were um, were fired for either sexual assault or racism, we're not quite sure which. Um, the Washington Post made a story on it, 15 different accounts, 
And um, Ron Rivera's made it personal, well not personal, made it his personal job to get all of the toxic um, energy around uh, the organisation out. Because for him, this is very personal. He's got a daughter in that organisation. I mean, nobody, and I mean nobody, should have to go to work every single day and think, I'm going to be abused today, I'm going to be assaulted today. It's It's honestly disgusting and so I really think that's why the NFL really needs to do something about it I'm not really sure what they can do maybe extra vetting um of players um not necessarily players but um of people in that organization because it can not continue to happen and I certainly hope not but there's a chance that it's happened in many other organizations um too as well because it's it's something that horribly, just like racism, it goes around, and I really fully believe that that needs to be stopped. And in just a few moments, I'll move on to the huge 503 million Patrick Mahomes 10 year extension. I'll be back after a short break. After a short break, I am back, and I am booming to talk about this Patrick Mahomes contract. Now, Patrick Mahomes inked a new deal a couple of days ago worth 503 million, not in guarantees, to get a 10-year extension 2 years after this contract. And so I'm going to give my opinion on it because to be quite frank, I'm not 100% sure what I think about it. I mean, he could be the most talented person not I've ever seen, but one of the most talented um, players I've ever seen in the NFL. Just looking back at old highlights, um, new college players, that maybe with the exception of Trevor Lawrence, I absolutely love Trevor Lawrence. I like him as a person. Um, what's it called? I really, really like him as a player, especially. There's a really good documentary on him. I can't remember what it's called. I think it might be on Netflix. QB1, I think. But anyway, Patrick Mahomes. I think he deserves the money, but let's break this down. Two extra years left on his deal now. Ten-year extension. That's 12 years. How old is Mahomes? He's got to be 23, 24. I'm just Googling this up. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is... 24 years old. So, in 12 years' time, he's going to be 36 years old. Who wants to pay a 36-year-old quarterback 50 million a year if you break it down? I don't. I mean, I can't think of any quarterback, maybe with the exception of Drew Brees, in history that has gone until the age of 35 and has been at a value of that. Now, I know people would argue Tom Brady because he won that MVP in, what was it, 2018? 2017, 2018? I can't remember. But I still don't think he would be worth 50 million a year. And, I mean, it's to be fair, for Patrick Mahomes, that is perhaps the best deal possible. Can you imagine that? You are set for life. I know you're pretty much set for life after he signed his first deal, whatever it was worth. Um, but 503 million, not all in guarantees, of course. Nothing in the NFL is 100% guaranteed. But just run it through a couple scenarios. So, let's say he keeps up this kind of form until he's 36 without any drops, 
not even this year or anything. Only on the up, well, on pretty much a standard, I don't think he can get much better than his 5,000-yard, 50-touchdown-plus passing season. That was so incredible to watch. I loved watching that Chiefs, Chiefs team last year. No, not last year, a couple of years ago. And I fully think that he deserved the MVP with all 50 votes like Lamar Jackson did last year. I'll get onto that probably next episode about who I would have given the MVP to. And spoiler alert, it's not Lamar Jackson. But um, anyway, Patrick Mahomes. So let's say he goes through, he wins a couple more Super Bowls, puts down a couple more MVPs, and he goes down as maybe as good as Tom Brady. Another scenario, he's incredible, but the Chiefs used up all of their cap space and they don't have any money to sign anybody else talented. I mean, his offensive line wasn't incredible last year, maybe with the exception of Schwartz, I think that's his name, the left tackle. He was pretty good. Um, or maybe it was the right tackle, one of the tackles. But um, Patrick Mahomes, he's thrown to Tyreek Hill. He's going to want to get paid. Sammy Watkins, fair play to him, took a pay cut to be on a winning team. And a couple days ago, they chucked $85 million at Chris Jones, a defensive tackle. I mean, he's in, he's very, very good. I still wouldn't pay a ta- defensive tackle $85 million, even if it's not all in guarantees, of course, but they've just spent pretty much most of their cap space on two players, whereas you look at teams like Miami Dolphins, they signed a good few free agents. They got, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the gra- in the draft. I just haven't seen enough of Joe Burrow yet. And um, they've got clever young guys who are hard- willing to work hard. And a coach who's willing to put them through stuff. And if you don't want to be there, get out. I mean, he's happy to do that. If you don't want to be there, get out. A bit like Minka Fitzpatrick. And now he's incredible. So you could put that down to Miami. But I don't know. And the Chiefs, and not the Chiefs, Miami still have cap space. And so that's why I think that in a few years' time, Miami could genuinely be Super Bowl contenders. All they need is a few more pieces on the O-line, a bit of a better run game. They've already got their um, star receiver in Devontae Parker. He's incredibly underrated. They just need a few more studs, and I fully believe that they're set for another playoff run. But anyway, back to the Chiefs. And let's say... That Mahomes falls off a cliff, and the rest of the team is good. You can't release him because you still got to pay him. You you can't afford that um the penalty fee of releasing him. You can't trade him because who's going to want a washed up thirty two year old quarterback um who you're paying fifty million a year? I just no team is going to go for that. It's crazy, and plus. Looking at what Patrick Mahomes has said, he wanted to stay in Kansas City anyway, so they probably would have had to pay him a lot of money, but I don't think they needed to pay him all of that. And if if I were general manager, I would not want to lock up a player, especially not an American football player. If it's baseball or um, other sports like cycling or something where injuries are a bit less likely, then yeah. 100% 100% lock him up for 10 years. I mean, in baseball, there's no salary cap, so they wouldn't even talk about this contract in baseball. But um, I just really think that it doesn't particularly make that much sense for the Chiefs. I mean, 
Patrick Mahomes is talented. God, he's talented. He's incredible. But I don't think he's going to be able to carry a team that will have no cap space, a couple good players, unless they keep just building through the draft. But that's going to mean that they're going to be bad for a couple of seasons. And are you going to tell me that the best player in the league, Patrick Mahomes, is going to want to play on a team that's going 6-8? and eight? Not 6-8, and 6-10. I really don't think so. Um... But anyway, anyway, I think that this could change the league. I mean, obviously, that's pretty standard, but pretty soon. Like, I remember the Groppolo deal when he broke records for that deal of how much expensive it was. That kind of changed the market because everyone got paid. It looked like Dak was going to get paid early. He didn't, and he might not get paid by um, Dallas soon. They tagged him. And I think that's a very smart move because I don't think Dak Prescott is ready for the thirty million a year he was asking. It means that Jameis Winston genuinely might get paid. I mean, Jameis Winston has an arm that can only be compared to Patrick Mahomes, but his football IQ is some of the lowest I've ever seen. I mean, it's a bit like Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is a very good young quarterback, but I probably wouldn't trade for him or I wouldn't do anything with him if he was in free agency because... I personally, I like a Garoppolo quarterback, a guy who's going to get the dirty work done, he's going to be accurate, he's got a really quick release, he's very clever, he's not going to do anything stupid, he's not going to throw five picks a game, but Sam Donald is immensely talented, obviously you have to beat him in the NFL, but he's very talented, um, but he's going to chuck a couple, a couple picks a game, I remember watching the Jets last year and thinking, how on earth... Does he not make that throw? Just occasionally, he'll he'll just miss a wide open player or overthrow it or underthrow it, a bit like Jameis Winston does. But I remember the pass against the Atlanta Falcons when Jameis just went off. Did you? I don't know if you can see it. Obviously, you can't. But um, if you Google it up, um, Jameis Winston versus Atlanta 2019, um, the way he threw was something like i never seen before. Chris Godwin is on the run. He passes it to his knees in between like two defenders. Perfectly placed. Um, into where no defensive player could get it. Maybe except for Jalen Ramsey. But I still think he's a little bit overrated. But he got it. And, he, and Chris Godwin runs in for the touchdown. That's incredible. But that brings me on to my next subject. So moving on from Patrick Mahomes. Um, in conclusion, I really, really don't think that the contract is great. I mean, he could prove me wrong, but I still don't think you're going to prove me wrong for another five seasons at least. Because a 10-year deal, you can't go another two years before the deal's even started. It's like, look, he won two more Super Bowls. He did. But who knows how many he's going to win in the next 10? I mean, I don't know. I mean... But, then again, in a sense, you don't want that kind of a talent to walk away from your franchise. So a 10-year deal kind of makes sense, locking him up. But it doesn't really. But anyway, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What is all? Where is all the hype coming from? Tom Brady has been with the same team since the year he was drafted, 2000 and whatever it was. He was drafted in, what, the fifth round? Um, wanted to go to uh, San Francisco and didn't, and maybe everybody would have wanted to take Tom Brady if they could go back in time now, but he goes to New England, and he's been great, incredibly accurate, quick release, um, 
very nice guy, very good leader. Uh, maybe a bit of a whiner at times, but we've seen other greats in other sports, like maybe Fernando Alonso or Kimi Raikkonen. We've seen them do that. But um, I just think there's no way that a player has, that has been with the same team all of those years. I mean, it's a bit like going to a school, um, the same schools from since you were five until you're 18, and then going to university. I mean, you're with the same people for 13 years of your life, and then suddenly, bam, you're gone. You're away from home. You're away from everyone. That's a scary world. And not that that's the same way with Tom Brady, because obviously he's got connections all across um, the country, and I suppose he's gotten locked in. But how on earth can a player get really good chemistry with his teammates when they're stuck at home? Phone calls, maybe... Zoom with the whole team. I don't know if NFL teams do that. Maybe a good idea. Who knows? How can you have time to learn the entire playbook with kids at home, stuck indoors? We can't meet your teammates. Although apparently he did in a park when um when restrictions kept on lifting a little bit. Um, with a coach he's never worked with before. Maybe except for the Pro Bowl. I'm not sure. Um, and plays he never worked for. I mean. I can understand him going there. Can you think of being a quarterback and those weapons? You've got Mike Evans, just incredible when he's healthy. Just so, so talented. Then you've got Chris Godwin. Um, What else can I say about him except that he was incredible last year? You know, very fast, very talented. Um, A great, great number two. Do I think he's ready to be a number one yet? Maybe I don't. I'm not. I'm not really sure. He's been in Mike Evans' shadow except for when Mike Evans. What did he do to his ankle last year? And then Godwin took up the, the hold. But then at tight end, Rob Gronkowski could be the greatest tight end of all time. He's been retired for what two years? Is he going to be healthy? Who knows? Rob Gronkowski is one of the biggest party animals in the NFL. So I'm really not sure whether he's going to be able to deliver. I mean, he's going to be safe hands in the red zone, but there's no way he could be much better than his last season with New England. But I just I just can't see him even keeping up to that level. He can't be better. He might be a little bit worse. But you've got weapons, but do they have a run game? No. Tampa Bay didn't have a run game last year. Uh, Peyton Barber could be talented and do it on occasions, but could he be a consistent back? No, I don't think he's talented enough to start. I mean, it didn't help that their offensive line sucked, and you're going to tell me that a 42-year-old quarterback, maybe even 42, I'm not sure now, what's it? a 40-year-old quarterback is going to come into the team and completely change the franchise. Could Patrick Mahomes do that? One hundred percent. Could Lamar Jackson do that? Yes. Could Deshaun Watson do that? Absolutely, totally. Would a forty-two-year-old quarterback just coming off his worst statistical year come in and do that? No chance. I just don't understand hype, um, bandwagon and stuff. I really don't get it. A bit like the Browns last year. Right from the very start, I said too many stars. It just—it's just not going to work. I mean, I have to give it to OBJ. I thought he was going to be whiny and um, maybe be a bit immature. 
the exact opposite. He was mature the entire year, even though he definitely hated his time in Cleveland. The only good game I can remember was against New York. I can't remember anything else he did, really. You can't just chuck stars together and expect them to make it work. I personally would never have drafted Baker Mayfield, not even at his spot. I wouldn't have drafted him full stop. Do you really want your franchise guy with that police video? I know that technically he wasn't in trouble, but it's really not a good look when a star college quarterback, soon to be the saviour of an NFL franchise, maybe the worst franchise of the 2010s, is just going to come in after that, after running away from the police. It's really not a good look. And seeing him crying in a police cell, no, I, I just would never have even thought of drafting him, so I don't really know what the Browns GM was thinking. It makes no sense to me. And plus, the Browns can't even make a decision on a GM. They keep changing every couple of years. I think that their new guy is here to stay. I can't, again, I can't remember what his name is, but um, from I've only I've only heard good things about him from guys like Colin Cowherd. Um, I listen to his podcast a lot, but it's um, it just doesn't make any sense to me how people would think that that team would work. You can't just stick Jarvis Landry, OBJ. Uh, David and Joku, um, Nick Chubb, uh, Kareem Hunt, Baker Mayfield, all into one O, and just expect them all to click immediately. So I really think that um, the Browns head coach, what was he called, um, really, really messed up. I mean, what was Freddie Kitchens thinking? I mean, I understand that he was a good offensive coordinator for them, but he was definitely definitely not head coach worthy it just it just makes no sense to me why the browns would go with a completely unproven guy just because he was good for a few months so i i just i mean i'm very conservative if i was a gm or an owner i'd be very very different in my style to the browns who like to go for the maybe the flashiest guy or the guy that's maybe most exciting to the fans, although most fans didn't really know who he was. No one looks up who the offensive coordinator is of every team. And so I really think that Freddie Kitchens was in too deep and he needed to work harder on making his guys click because, yeah, like I said, you you can't just shove some guys into the same O and just expect them all to work because each and every single person on there they all want the ball. I mean, why wouldn't you? Everyone, that's what everybody wants. And so, I think it could be sort of similar with Tampa Bay, because now that Gronkowski's coming in, that's going to be Tom Brady's number one target, because Tom Brady is, he goes, the ball snapped. He looks around, two seconds, the ball's out of his hands. He's that good. He's that fast. I, th- I still think Tom Brady's a really good quarterback, but he's regressing fast. He's got a couple of years with Tampa Bay, maybe even just one. And they really think he's going to win a Super Bowl with no real off-season. I mean, I know that training camp starts soon, probably. But, um, no, it just makes no sense to me. Hello, when after the break, I am back. And I've got a list of every single starting quarterback... And I'm going to play a game, who would you pay? 
So, let's say you've got to build your franchise around this guy, so assume the rest of the team's pretty good. Would you pay them for, um, for a long-term deal at the money, unless it's an old quarterback where you just overpay for a couple of years? Okay, so we're going to start right at the bottom, Dwayne Haskins. Would I pay Dwayne Haskins? God, no. I'm a very big um, Redskins fan. I so loved him in the preseason against the Cincinnati Bengals. He's in a sack. He launches it for a touchdown. Unfortunately, I think it, there was pass interference called from the receiver, um, which was a big shame, so I think the touchdown got called back. It was preseason, so it didn't matter. But I think that he showed very big glimpses. None to Ron Rivera. He could be excellent, but based on his, um, his first year in the NFL... I would do the opposite of pay him. I would make him pay the Redskins back for how bad he was. And now moving on to 31. Drew Locke. Would I pay Drew Locke? He played two, maybe three games last year. It was excellent. But again, nope. Nope, I would not pay Drew Locke. I think he was definitely, definitely good enough in those, in those what, five games? Three, four, five games. Um, to deserve to be paid, but no, you can not pay a quarterback based on five games, unlike what Madden seemed to believe with um, Madden 20's face of the franchise, that was awful, but it's Sam Donald, would I pay Sam Donald? Absolutely, provided that there's a good offensive line, I would pay Sam Donald, I think that as long as he trains his football IQ, he definitely has the talent, um... He's definitely good enough. He's got the arm. He's got everything like that. Well, I would definitely pay him. But with the current Jets team, if I was general manager, I would not pay him. But we'll, we'll assume that for this game, you're bringing them back to be a title contender. Josh Allen from Buffalo. Um, ooh, I really, really like to watch Allen because it's a really big, good mix. He's got a huge arm and he's fast. And that makes him exciting. But he's not terribly accurate. And he throws a lot of picks. A lot of picks. I mean, he did make the playoffs, and I really like that Buffalo playoffs team. They're tough, nitty-gritty, and plus, I just think that, um... Uh, what's it called? I really do believe that, um, Buffalo are a great team. I think they've got a very good head coach. I think that they're just well, very well-rounded. Nick Foles at Chicago. Thank God Nick, um... Nick Foles will be starting over Mitch Trubisky because I honestly think Mitch Trubisky could be one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. I mean, I know that my precious Washington got battered by the Bears that season, that um, that game, what was it, week three, we just got battered. Um, but I definitely put that down to ha-ha Clinton Dix being incredible, Khalil Mack, that incredible Bears defence when they were actually on. Nick Foles, I wouldn't pay him. I wouldn't pay Mitch Trubisky as well. I just, I would steer clear. Um, number 27, Cam Newton. Nope. Moving on. I mean, I think we all know why. He's an, he was a former MVP. Now he's old, broken down, and just no. DJ Daniel Jones, I so wanted Washington to draft him because unlike everyone who always said, oh my god, why did the Giants draft Daniel Jones? They were smart. He was good. He was very good. I really, really, really liked him. And so I, dra- I drafted him. To a tag of Iloa, I think he was by far the best quarterback in last year's draft. I just don't think Burrow can do it in the NFL. Not with Chicago. Maybe if he dropped a few places... He could, and he ended up with someone else. 
maybe, but no, I really would not pay Joe Burrow. But anyway, two attack of our lower. This is going to be a no, just because he's had no experience in the league, but give him a year, and yes, I would pay him. Justin Herbert, nope, again, for the exact same reason. Baker Mayfield, I would not touch Baker Mayfield. Like I said, I wouldn't have even drafted him. No matter if that was in, even in the fourth round. I mean, I know that that would be a bit of a steal, considering he was that good in college. But I know he's a good leader. But he's too cocky. He's rude to the media. He's just he's just not what a franchise quarterback should look like. A franchise quarterback should look like Patrick Mahomes. Likeable. Talented. He's got the game to back up his mouth. Unlike that. Ben Roethlisberger, he's too too old. I know that I said that the game was a couple years, but I think Ben Roethlisberger is just far too old. I, I, I don't even think he's good enough to be paid now. He was good, though. He was good. Derek Carr, controversial. Yeah. 100%, 100%. I fully believe that Derek Carr deserved the money he got when he got paid in 2016. And I'd pay him again, because we saw what he could do in 2016. I don't think that's fully gone away. Obviously, he's had a couple bad seasons, but Derek Carr's very, very good. Matthew Stafford. Yes, I love Matthew Stafford's arm. He's not my favourite quarterback in the league, but I do 100% believe, 100% believe in his arm. He is a little old, more getting on, um, but he hasn't led to them to the playoffs, really. The Detroit are just a losing franchise, but I think that Matthew Stafford, with a few weapons like Calvin Johnson, was... Um, I think he turned around... <clears throat> Teddy Bridgewater, Carolina, nope, absolutely not, I love Teddy as a, as a player, as a man, he's, he's fantastic, but he's been injured so many times, I just don't think it's worthwhile, Mint Shoe Mania for the Jacksonville Jaguars at number 18, fantastic player, yes, 100%, he had one year in the league, was fantastic, you see what the fans did for him, I loved his game, I know he had a few bad games, um, like one where he was in London, I don't think he did very well there. He was also pretty decent at running. He could avoid sacks. I definitely, definitely liked him. Jared Goff for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, no, quite frankly. Um, I don't think he deserved to get paid. I think that Weapons did it all for him when he did a few seasons ago. Um, that was He did have a good year, to be fair to him, but no. Carson Wentz, Philadelphia Eagles. Now, what list I'm looking at, they need to have him higher. I think that Carson Wentz's arm is the closest animal we have to Patrick Mahomes, arm-wise. Um, he's just that good. I don't think that he's great enough because of his injuries uh, and his picks. Um, he's pretty consistent, but not incredible. Ryan Tannehill. Yes, yes, yes. I adored Ryan, Han- Ryan Tannehill's game um, this season. He was fantastic. I don't even know why they started Mariota at the start. I've never been that much of a fan of Mariota. He was a, r- a very good running quarterback. And for the Titans, for whatever reason, he just sat in the pocket. I just didn't understand it. Philip Rivers, how old is he now? 40? No, no. He's 38. And no, no, I would not pay him. Joe Burrow, like I said, I wouldn't pay Joe Burrow. No years in the league experience. Only one year of being a starter in college. I know that he had probably the best season in college football history, but even so, I just I just still don't think that that's good enough. It's college. It doesn't 
particularly mean anything for the NFL. A seventh round pick could be successful in the league, whereas some first round picks aren't like at all. Tom Brady, like I said, I wouldn't have gone for him. I'd have just left him at New England if I was the GM of Tampa Bay. No, I still don't think he's fully fully worth it. But hey-ho, I'm not a GM. I'm literally a 14-year-old kid, so, you know, what do I know? But looking at him last year, no, no chance. Kyler Murray, put him on a list. Yes, I would sign him straight away. He's fantastic. What he did for Arizona is honestly incredible. He's just fantastic. Drew Brees... To bring him back for another year, only one year, I wouldn't give him any more than that. God, yes. Drew Brees is fantastic. The most accurate thrower, probably of all time. Um, very likeable, maybe except for his comments in the off-season, which I just don't think were okay. But anyway, Matt Ryan. Yes, yes, I would pay Matt Ryan. I don't think he's going to be as consistent as his MVP season, but I think that he was incredibly good. And that's all I have to say. He's a very good player. He's very likeable. You've seen what he's done in Atlanta. Um, Matty Ice. He's, he's likeable. He's very likeable. Anyway, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is my style of quarterback. I really, really, really liked um, Garoppolo. He's fantastic. 13-3. and three. Um, Super Bowl. I wish the 49ers would run the Super Bowl. I'll run that through next week um, about who I thought should have won the Super Bowl. But um, I'm recording this on a Thursday, and you guys will probably be listening to it on a Monday, if you listen. Um, so it should be next week. Deshaun Watson. Um, I would pay him. He's my favourite player in the league. Beyond five, beyond um, expectations. He's incredible. For me, coming up to the draft, he was my favourite player. I really liked his story, his work ethic. Um, his passing, the way he won the championship with Clemson. And I remember, I didn't cry when he um, tore his ACL back in 2017, but I remember being so sad because I fully believe that he'd have gone on to be in the MVP fight. He thought, was it, 24 touchdowns in that many games? It was just brilliant. Kirk Cousins, would I pay him? Yeah, I'd pay Kirk Cousins again. I, I think that he's been very good for Minnesota. I wish, I wish, I wish we just hadn't kept on tagging him at, um, at Washington and we just locked him up because he was talented enough. Flipping hell, he threw for 4,000 yards. He was he was great. I mean, he doesn't throw a lot of touchdowns. He doesn't throw a lot of picks. But he's incredibly consistent. He completes so many of his passes. Anyway, moving on. Aaron Rodgers, no doubt I'm paying him. I'm sat here in an Aaron Rodgers hoodie right now. He's probably my second favourite player to Deshaun Watson. There's no chance um, I'm not taking him because, after all, the Packers will probably move on from him in the next couple of years because they drafted Jordan Love, which I remember watching that pick live and thinking that's the definite wrong move. Lamar Jackson, would I pay Lamar? No. I mean, it's really bad because I think I'd pay him for two years, but there's no way a player like that can survive for maybe like the 12 years like Mahomes, like some people are saying he's going to get in the league. Um, there's zero chance. I I fully believe that Lamar Jackson won't be good by the time he's 30. It's just the way that mobile quarterbacks go. I mean, look at RG3. If he carried on the same traje- trajectory as his rookie year, he'd be 
one of the best players in the league, and he was excellent, but he, he's not. He's awful. Well, not awful now. He was pretty decent, but just not good enough to be a starter. He was bad for the Browns. And it's quite a shame, because I've got a Robert Griffin the third bobblehead, and I quite like him. Dak Prescott? Um, no. No, I would not pay Dak Prescott. It's quite simple. He's not good. He's simply not that good. I mean, he had that incredible rookie season. But, no. No, I, I fully believe that um, Dak Prescott would not be that good. I mean, give him Zeke when he, Zeke's on fire. And, crikey. Dak Prescott's gone. But, look at the losses out of season. Was it Zach Martin or Travis Frederick who retired? I can't remember. But, it was one of the two. Um... Their left tackle isn't what it used to be. They just don't have the same sort of weapons. It just make any sense. Russell Wilson. I'll move on to that next week on why I think he should have perhaps won MVP. But yeah, I would pay Russell Wilson. Did you see his season last year? He pre- not pretty much carried the um, Seahawks. But yeah, he was incredible. He was just beyond incredible. I just don't understand how... He's um, not the highest paid player in the league. I, I don't think he's fully better than Mahomes, but I think he's more valuable to his team than Mahomes is to the Chiefs, to be completely honest, because I don't think the Seahawks could really win without him. I mean, they've got Pete Carroll, and it's going to be a sad day when Pete Carroll retires. But finally, the final player on this list, Patrick Mahomes. Would I pay him? Absolutely. Would I give him um, a 10-year extension for $503 million? Um No, end of... It's just pretty pretty standard. I just don't understand why anybody would pay him that much money. To be quite frank, he he's very good. But no, I, I really wouldn't think of it that way. <clears throat> and so I conclude the world of sport in the eyes of a teenager hosted by Daniel Middlebrook by saying thank you to anybody who stuck around to listen. It really means a lot to me and any support is appreciated at all. So thank you all so very much and I hope you tune in to the next episode. I'll see you very soon.